Shulchan Arach Arav, we are in Simen Tafresh, Hey, Alocha Dalit, section 605, Alocha number 4. It is customary to give the chickens that are used for kaparis to the poor. However, it is preferable to redeem them with money and to distribute the money among the poor so that they will not be embarrassed by being given chickens that were used to secure atonement. Alocha Hey, it in some communities it is customary to visit the cemetery and Erev Yom Kippur. And the Ramak, she says that it's a minig uh, to do so. Um, he also says the same about Rosh Hashanah. And the idea is that one should visit the graves of Tzadikim because at these uh, pure and holy places, one's prayers are accepted more uh, readily. Others cite the reason that are given by the commentaries to the Ramah that a reminder of one's eventual mortality motivates one to repent. Okay. And the other custom is to give tzedakah generously there at the cemetery. And this is a desirable custom. And whether or not one visits the cemetery, it's a widespread custom to, to give a lot of tzedakah an uh, Arab Yom Kippur in the hope that this expression of compassion will evoke a reciprocal downward flow of divine compassion. Um, in this spirit, uh, the people that would arrive at Shul from Mincha and Arab Yom Kippur commonly find large numbers of plates ranged on the tables before them, each bearing the name of a particular charitable cause. Okay. And since the charity donated there, that's uh, at the um, cemetery is intended to redeem the kapatis. It is appropriate to give an amount equivalent to the value of the chickens that served for kapatis in one's home. At the cemetery, one should not recite any supplications other than those instituted by the sages of the early generations because the supplicatory prayers collectively called tachnun are not said on Erev Yom Kippur as we learned. Halachas, Vav 6, the intestines, the liver, and the kidneys of the kapatis are customarily strewn on the roofs or in the courtyards from which they are can be taken by birds of prey. It's appropriate to show mercy to creatures on this day, so that God will show mercy to us. This concludes Allah Vav and Simen Tafresh Hey. Simen Tafresh Vav, section 606. The requirement that people appease one another in Erev Yom Kippur. Allah Aleph 1. Yom Kippur does not atone for sins between a man and his fellow until he has appeased that person. Now, if a person sins between man and man, that's also a transgression between man and God, who has commanded us to respect the property and the feelings of our fellow men. The spiritual influences aroused in Yom Kippur that atone for all transgressions between man and God cannot atone for transgressions against one's fellow man until that person is appeased. So, how do we know this, that Yom Kippur doesn't atone for sins uh, between man and his fellow unless the person goes and appeases that other person? This concept is derived as follows. It says, um, on this day, because on this day he will atone for you to purify you from all your sins before God will you be purified. The implication is that the, that Yom Kippur atones only for sins before God. Whereas wrongs between man and man will not be atoned for by Yom Kippur unless one appeases the other person for this reason. On Erev Yom Kippur, everyone should conscientiously appease every individual whom he has wronged, even if he merely angers someone verbally. He must go and appease him and request his forgiveness. Needless to say, if one person, uh, somebody wrongs somebody financially, it's not enough to appease him for having wronged him. He has to restore the money that he owed. Okay. When asking, uh, and also we should note that it's preferable that the offender ask for forgiveness personally. If he knows that a shaliach, an agent, is more likely to succeed, so then he should send a shliach. Okay. And when asking for forgiveness, he should specify the wrong he committed against his fellow. But if this would cause his fellow embarrassment, he should not specify the wrong. Allah base two, the offended party is not appeased the if let's say the offended party is not appeased the first time, 
the offender should go back and try to appease him a second time with another form of conciliation. If he's still not appeased, he should go to him a third time to appease him with yet another form of conciliation. Every time he goes to appease him, even the first time, he should take three people with him and try to appease him in their presence. Let's say the offended party is not appeased even after the third attempt. One is under no further obligation to him. Nevertheless, one should say publicly. In other words, notify ten people that he went to appease the other person, but he was refused. So that people at large will not suspect that he was not willing to humble himself before his fellow and ask his forgiveness. However, in Allah, Gimna Atrebe qualifies this. When does this apply that he only has, is obligated to go three times? That's when he angered one of his peers. If, however, he angered his Torah teacher, he must go to him repeatedly to ask forgiveness till he is appeased. And this applies not only to one's foremost teacher, in other words, one he learns most of his learning from, but even to a teacher from whom he merely heard words of Torah. Moreover, even if one verbally angered one of his peers, if he desires to be stringent and to go to him to ask forgiveness, Many times he may, he may, provided that doing so will not compromise the respect due to the Torah. And in Allah Vav, the Rebbe says that one who is asked to forgive should not be callous and withhold uh, forgiveness. And in fact, a person, if they do that, they're considered the sinner. Um, like we know what happened, that the Gibbonites did not forgive the family of King Shaul, and they were then ostracized. The Gibbonites, like it says, are not among the children of Israel. On the contrary, it should forgive immediately unless his intent is for the benefit of the person asking forgiveness to humble his brazen heart. Alternatively, he could withhold forgiveness if he fears that forgiving will cause harm to himself. In such a case, he doesn't have to forgive because his own life takes precedence over the life of his fellow. There are more details on this, Mitzvah uh, to be continued at another occasion.